Blog Talk Radio. Namaste. You are now in the Funk Soul Cafe, a cool, hot, soulful radio show for artists, writers, and so much more. Hosted by yours truly, Robert Batista. So sit back, grab a nice, warm, and soulful cup of java or chai, and listen and enjoy. I am a fun-loving wife and mother of two who found her love of romance after reading a very popular romance series. After that, I was hooked. I love disappearing into another world and reading the drama. These are the delightful words of tonight's guest, author Shane Hess. Namaste, Shane Hess, and welcome to the Funk Soul Cafe. Well, thank you very much, and hello to you, too. Thank you. Shane, let's first start off by taking your Java order. We have a wonderful variety of fine espressos, cappuccinos, and lattes, and we also have herbal teas for those tea lovers. So what's your fancy, Shane? I think an herbal tea would be lovely. Beautiful. Let me go ahead and fix that up for you. Here you go. Enjoy. Thank you. Shane, so good having you on the Funk Soul Cafe. Let's start out with you discussing your path and origination into writing for the public. At what point in your journey did you decide to become a published author? Well, honestly, I, um, just like I said, I initially started reading romance novels. I became an addict. I was a romance junkie. Uh, couldn't get enough of them. And I just said, you know, I think I can do this. Um, it took quite a bit of time. Um, but I, it was, I kept it as a hobby, so I enjoyed it something that I wanted to do every day instead of something that was work. So it took me two years. Um, I got the idea originally. I was sitting on my back porch listening to my daughter and all the teenagers in the neighborhood play basketball in my front yard and I sat there and thought, what would I say to her when she grows up? You know, one of these boys could possibly be the one, you know, to break her heart. How would I 
you know, explain to her, you know, that it's not the end of the world. So I said, well, I probably, you know, I would probably tell her my own stories, you know. I wanted a mom, mom made it through. And that's how I got the idea for the book. And I just went from there. I just waited to get inspired every time. I didn't have a plan. I didn't really have like an outline or anything like that. Every single time I wrote was, oh, that's what they did next. I just got the idea. So that's how it happened. <laughs> Let's talk about your debut novel, A Minor Happy Ending, an Ever After Novel. And you said you basically wrote it for your daughter and about your experiences. So where did this story come from in your experiences, and how long did it take you to write the whole thing into completion? Well, it did take two years to write it, um, but it, it took a whole year after that to edit, which, oh, my gosh, editing. <laughs> I didn't realize how <laughs> much work that was. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. Did you edit it yourself or family, or did you have it edited professionally? Well, I went through it myself twice, and then I sent it out. I went on that uh, freelance website, um, a freelance website for, it says, you know, you can look to find editors and graphic artists, and I went on there, and I sent it out to an editor there. And they went over it and did the grammatical and the spelling and all that because I'm not going to lie, I'm a nurse by day, so I write in fragment sentences constantly. That's what I do. <laughs> um, you go to the facts, you short and sweet, you do what you're supposed to do, and then you go write a, write a novel, and then you have to be uh, descriptive and tell a story, you know, um, in a whole different way. Well, so I made sure to send it out to people who are actually experts in that area. <laughs> I knew my story would would interest people because it interests me. I read so many different romance novels that I said, well, I would read it. This sounds like a good story. I would read it, and I've read so many. I might be a good judge of character, but I wanted to make sure it flowed well and it made sense. And would you you get the feelings? Because I think that's the most important part when you're reading a romance novel because it's about the feelings, you know? So after I had it go to the con, they did like the content and the grammatical and the spelling, all that for me. I kind of read through it again and I was like, gosh, I like it, but I'm still not an expert on this. So I actually, I'm friends with a few uh, romance authors on Facebook so I just asked her advice, and she said, I'll just tell you, edit, edit, edit. So I said, okay. So I went and um, looked through a lot of the romance novels that I read and looked and looked for the people that edited their novels. So when I did that, well, I kind of got in touch with one, and she just kind of went and read it for me and said, well, it doesn't flow here. Maybe you should add this. I think it was a great... It was a great move on my part. She didn't change much, but she did help with the flow. And right, I right. Mean, and that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad I did it. So with your day job, which is very intense, it could be intense, um, you would think that you would like to read something that's really escapism, like maybe fantasy or science fiction, but you really got hooked on romance fiction. 
What is it about that genre that appealed to your inner soul? Right, I'm a girl, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I always watched the romantic comedies growing up, and and I think a lot of it is that I found true love in real life, and I know what it feels like. So when you know what that feeling feels like and you read it in a book, it's always nice to feel it again and again and again. I feel it every day with my husband, so it's always nice to see how someone else grabs it, even if they're fictional, how else they get that true love, you know, because I think that it's, everyone has one. It's just how they find it and how it makes them feel. And I always, I'm just, I've always been like a people watcher and a, a like as a nurse, I'm constantly reading people. So I'm always curious about the human reaction. You know, and love is one of the most powerful things you can have. You know, I guess I'm just a big girl. I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense? I go rambling. Uh, of course. If it, meant to, if it <laughs> makes sense to you, it makes sense to the audience. <laughs> so <laughs> you said that, you know, you read so many romance novels and, and, and so forth. And then you started to write. So did you take any writing courses? Did you take any creative writing, uh, or did you just wing it? Kind of winged it. But I, in nursing school, we had to take writing courses, which doesn't make sense because we write in fragment sentences constantly, but we had to. Because you have to be well-spoken when you're talking to people. So I think that's right. part of the education there. Um, but that's all the extent I've had. Now, I did brush up on things. Don't <laughs> I had to re-educate myself on a lot of things where I, you know, online writing tips, courses, I would read a lot about that. Um, but really, I winged it for the most part. I wanted to get the story done first, and then I was going to correct the writing. So that that was my plan. So being that you said you winged it, um, it is did you have any problems with any particular part, like the prose or the dialogue or writing from the male perspective? Um, did anything... Was anything more challenging than something else? Oh, yeah. Dialogue is challenging at first. Just because the the characters in the book are fresh out of high school. They're 19, 18, 19 years old. So they're sarcastic. There's a lot of slang. They're, um, they have their own personal lingo. So trying to figure out where to end it and where to start and making sure I put just the flow, I think, was the hardest part. Getting their dialogue in, that would fit well with the flow of the book. Because uh, it was it was really difficult. She was, my editor would even say, maybe you shouldn't go, maybe she shouldn't go on a rant for this long because it kind of stalls the book a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> I don't want that. You know, I love a fast read, so that's what I was trying to make my novel, a fast read, something that right. will help you escape for a few hours, make you happy, and then, you know, you feel glad when you're done. So, like, I like that. That made me feel better, you know? When I read the blurb for your book online, it said it's the story of young love and bad choices. Then, a little down further, it says... Due to the strong language and sexual content, this book is not intended for readers under the age of 18. 
Did you ponder at any time to make this a YA story, or did you always want to have it to be for the adult market? Well, I didn't really ponder it, not to be honest. I knew I wanted her to be young enough to where she's naive and will do things that she normally would not do because of love, which most 18, 19, 20-year-olds do. I, I don't I'll even been at my age. 18, 19, and 20, I was doing stupid things I should not have done. Um, but I wanted her young enough to do the stupid things, but old enough to be able to learn from her mistakes. Um, who can take a le- where she can take a lesson from it. Um, when I was that age, I knew everything, so she knows everything. Um, but at the same time, you're blinded when when you fall for someone. So I just kind of she's she's not me, but I she has some of me when I was her age. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, you know, we write what we know. Um, exactly. Let's talk about exactly. the. Let's talk, Shane, about the publishing process. How was your book published? And talk about any challenges you experienced in getting the story out to the world. Wow. Um, honestly, I self-published. I did send it into a couple of publishers. Um, being a nurse, and I'm also the nurse manager, so I run the unit I'm on. I'm kind of, I'm not going to say bossy, but I'm kind of bossy, I guess. Just I know what I want, I guess is what I want to say. I know what I want. And I was afraid. I was kind of afraid. What if, I did get denied twice. Uh, I, you know, they said, well, maybe you should try somewhere else. But, you know, we like the story, but it's just not meant for publishing company. And I was like, well, that's fine. <laughs> but the more I thought about it, I didn't want to send it out anymore. I I just wanted it my way. I'm, not that I don't care. If it does well, I do care. But I just wanted it my way. It's kind of my heart, my baby, my story, and it's my little piece of the world, you know, that I'd like to share. Um, so what I did from there is I just educated myself on self-publishing, um, saw what my options were. I went through a lot of different options. You know, I went through some of those publishing companies where you pay them to do it for you. And then I said, you know, I can do it myself, which wouldn't cost me too much money, and I can publish it on Smashwords, and I can publish it on Amazon, all on ebook. Because ebook is very popular these days, and I'll tell you, I buy ebook, but I, I, I love the smell of a book, but I still buy ebook because it is cheaper, and you can get right. more and store it all on one little device. You can store it all on one little thing. I have over probably 600 books on my iPad from five different apps. You know, I'm a junkie. I keep buying more. I don't have enough time to read them all. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, right? It's just more accessible that way. But I did make it to where I used Creative Space where I could um, sell it and print also. And that's where they make it upon demand. So. Nice, it nice. doesn't really take anything away from me, and I can still get it out there. So. Yeah. So is that what you used to create space also? I did, yes. Um, create space on Amazon and then Smashwords I did and they distribute it for me too. So they distribute it to like Barnes and Noble, 
um, I, uh, iTunes, Kobo, um, Overdrive. So they kind of assist me with that. So that's fine. I love the book's cover. Shane, I love the I love the book's cover with with the mirrored puddle effect. Who designed it? Um, actually, it's that freelance that I was telling you about. It's Fiverr dot com. It's a freelance artist on there. Her name is Jessica Jane, and it's Magic Graphics um, at Fiverr. And I love how she did it. Um, I the reason I liked it so much, and my husband actually is the one that pointed it out, is that the reflection that's on the cover is also, you know, the main character, Dylan, is reflecting back on her life. I think it just ties all in together. I also was very particular with her. I said, I don't want any faces on it. No faces. And she's like, okay, you know. And I said, but there's too many times I read a book and the faces weren't the same and that's not how I picture them. And I don't want people to get that staple. Oh, he's supposed to look like this. You know, I don't want that. I want them to have their imagination free much of any way they want. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, So, Shane, you have graciously agreed to read from your book for us. Can you set up the piece before you read it? Sure. Um, It's just a little um, Dylan and her friends go to the Or No, I thought, let me try again because I switched the wrong page. Uh, Dylan and Dave, um, they're actually getting on the car to go somewhere. And this just shows a little, a bit of their playfulness between the two um, because their relationship may be a little tumultuous, but they still have fun and they kid and they play. And yes, there's bad things that happen, but there's also good things that happen. So this is just a little. Okay. 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 You ready? Yep. (laughs) All righty. I waited for Jace to dress, and we walked hand in hand to the century. I let him drive, happily taking the passenger seat. I watched him as he drove. The easy way he moved his hands, the way he tilted his head to the left, trying to catch the breeze from the open window, and the way his shoulders rested onto the back of the seat, showing complete ease, was beautiful. He was so beautiful in mind. I was still having some trouble wrapping my head around his proposal. It kind of came out of left field, but it was the best surprise. Lackadaisically, I twirled my hair and stared off in his direction, but not really focusing on anything in particular. I tended to do that when I was in deep thought. The vision of him blurred as I stared at the scenery go by and think about how these last six months together had gone by. It seemed like yesterday that I was sneaking glimpses of his crooked smile, smelling him when he leaned a little too close to me. I'd never been with anyone this long before, or even wanted to. They were always gone by now, but I realized, as I thought this, that I never wanted him gone. Never. He'd become such a part of me that I wasn't sure what my life would have been like without him. I couldn't believe how sappy I was sounding, but at the same time, I didn't give a crap. (laughs) I knew I made the right decision. He was my heart, my home. Bill, are you daydreaming again, or do I have a huge booger? He said jovially, waving his hands in front of my face, attempting to bring me out of my haze. I nodded. Is it a good dream? 
he continued as he wiggled his eyebrows up and down. I shook my head in feigned disappointment and quickly retorted, Yep, I was dreaming of those blue eyes of yours. He smiled and nodded. That sexy crooked smile, I said, and his smile began to grow, showing pearly white teeth. And we can't forget about my favorite part, babe. He looked at me with pride on his face. I knew he thought I was going to talk about his man parts. Gosh, even my jays couldn't get over his man parts. It must have been a guy thing. I continued further. And you're big? Nope, that doesn't do it justice. You're huge? I could tell that he was on the edge of his seat waiting for the ultimate compliment. Ego, his gorgeous blue eyes lighted in surprise and an ornery smile displaying. He jetted his nose towards the ceiling and huffed in vain disgust. He replied with a devilish smile on his face as we pulled into my driveway. Ego, huh? Well, well, well. Something was about to happen, and I wasn't quite sure what he had up his sleeve, but I would be keeping my eye on him. I reached for the door as he was quick to match my actions. I ran for the front porch to evade my retaliation for my smart aleck comment, but I forgot that I couldn't run, and I failed at my half brain attempt to outrun someone who was in much better shape than me. He caught me quickly by the waist and tackled me to the ground. His hands reached up and began to assault each muscle that rested between my ribs. I was in a fit of gifts. I was in a fit of giggles to the point that I began snorting at fairly loud decibels as my face turned many shades of red and embarrassment invaded my brain. I continued my best pokey pig impression without fail. Sometimes I honestly wonder why he found me so attractive, but I was glad he did. When I could no longer take it, I cried out, Okay, 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 stop, please. You're going to make me pee. A low chuckle erupted from his chest and he replied, Something, hmm, should I or shouldn't I? All of a sudden, suddenly, all of a sudden, pardon me, things got serious. I retorted, don't even think about it, babe. I really can't take anymore. His hands reached out as, as if he was going to ki- going in for the kill, but then stopped. He reached down and wiped, us, wiped away a stray hair and placed it tenderly behind my ear. Our eyes locked and his blue eyes memorized me in a daze that I didn't want to leave. He began humming my song, and I closed my eyes. We just lay in the grass like this for a little while and enjoyed each other. It was easy. That's it. Hey, yes, yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, very good. Yes, I was locked in, and the playfulness was so good. Um, Shane, two five-star Amazon reviews of A Minor Happy Ending. One by Becky states, This was a beautiful love story that showed not everything is always perfect, that people make mistakes and have to face consequences. If you love a well-written love story, check this book out. Excellent read. Definitely worth five-plus stars. The other by Brittany goes, if you like romance novels, this book is a perfect love story. It was so good. I could not put it down and ended up reading the entire book in one day. Wow. It doesn't get any better than that, does it, Shane? No, it doesn't. It's awesome. (laughs) That's the best part. That's the best part. I made someone happy. How does that make you feel? It makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I giggle every time. I'm such a nerd. I can't help it. I do. I love it. Every time someone tells me they loved it, I just, it's just, ah, overwhelming. I love it. Yeah. 
So, Shane, hands down, we know females love the book. So have you got any feedback from the men? Besides your husband, of course. <laughs> no, I, you know, I actually, my boss is reading it with his girlfriend, and he's supposed to let me know, but my husband loved it. He told me he loved it, but I told him he's a little biased. But <laughs> he told me, he goes, he goes, I don't read, and I loved it. So that, when he, because when, I was so nervous, you know, and when he told me that, right. it made, gave me so much confidence. He's like, he makes, uh, he makes me always want to be better. So when he told me that, it gave me the confidence to do it. You know, it was great. So, so far, hopefully men like it. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what what your boss is going to think about it. <laughs> oh, that I should know. be interesting. He's great. He's great. He's great. I'm with you. I got a great boss. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Shane Hess, the person. Where did you okay. grow up, and what was your childhood like? Um, well, I grew up in Manson, Ohio. Um, I have a brother and a sister. I uh, also had a sister who died very young. Um, I was only seven. She was five. Um, and then, of course, there was mom and dad. Um, I grew up, I had a good childhood. I, I had parents who loved me. I had a brother and sister who obviously drove me crazy, but they loved me too. I drove them crazy right back. Um, <laughs> I was a great big fan nerd, and I loved every minute of it. I will never... I'm always a big band fanatic, you know. Loved marching band, jazz band. Uh, Troll baton. I played volleyball for a little while. I just, I just, I just love band so much. It's all like wanted to focus on eventually, you know. Um, I grew up with six friends in high school that I am still friends with to this day. Best friends I wow. ever had. I love them so much. Yeah, we still get together probably at least. Least every few months, you know, and just act stupid together, just like we did in high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. So, <laughs> so, what were some of the books and authors that inspired you in your youth? In my youth, I'm going to be completely honest. I really did not read much when I was younger. I'm not going to lie to you. It's something I acquired as I grew up. Um, I did read, you know, you had to do the reading for school, you know, that was assigned to you. And I usually like the books, but, you know, you're busy with your friends or your boyfriend or whoever, and you don't think you have time to read. Um, I actually read as I grew older. Um, I, I was obsessed with the Twilight series. My husband said he lost his wife for a week. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, when the Fifty Shades of Grey came out, and that was a big hype, I did read those. And then he lost me for another week. And then, um, but really, I mean, the romance authors that I absolutely adore, um, Renee Carlino, oh, I love her. She's the nicest woman. She, for all her stories, they just give you the good, the good feels, you know, make you feel good when you're done. And right. It's centered, it's you know, it's centered about love, you know. I know, you know, they call it mommy porn or whatever quotation marks, but it's not about love. I mean, the ones, yeah, you know, when you fall in love with people, yeah, you have sex, but <laughs> there's good love stories, you know? Oh, they're great. They are. Um, Shane, I let's talk about, 
Let's talk about another hat you wear, that of a head nurse in a dementia unit. How long have you been doing this job, and what are some of the trials and tribulations of it? Well, I've actually been in this building 13 years. I started out as an STNA um, on the dementia unit, and then I also was a skilled unit. Um, and then I got my nursing license um, and was a nurse on the floor for both the dementia unit and the skilled unit. And then um, I went and got dementia um, trained to be a trainer. I can train people how to take care of dementia. Um, so I'm a certified dementia practitioner, which means I am a, I'm certified to take care of dementia people. I am also a trainer to take care of dementia people, so I train people how to care for them properly. Um, a lot of it, you know, is breeding people, learning their, kind of like how that with poker, you're learning their tell, you're trying to figure out what's going on just by their body. But really, I've been on this unit basically for 13 years. Uh, those people are my second family. I love them. Um, it does take a, I don't want to say completely special, it does take a special person to take care of dementia, but you really got to be able to read people. And I've noticed my, my best workers are the ones who can read anybody and who can redirect. Oh, wow. Sometimes I just want to give them gold medals. I have this one I call her the whisperer because she can just do it. I don't know <laughs> when no one else can. She can, um, and I do. I, I run the I run the unit now, um, but I have the best team. You know, I keep telling them I would I wouldn't be such a success with this unit if I didn't have you guys. Right. You know, I have the best team. Yeah, I really do. Great. Would you say, Shane, that working in your capacity as a nurse has given you any insight? or extra clarity in helping you as a writer? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I I think because I'm a nurse, I, I'm really good at seeing the human reaction. And the empathy that I have for those people, I can, you know, bring the feelings with it. I watch how, you know, you don't just interact with the patient. You interact with the family. The teenage daughter, you know, or but sometimes we do. Sometimes they have young ones and they have teenagers that come in. And sometimes they have husbands. And it's just the human interaction alone, I think it helps me because I get my feelings in it. You know, I watch it and sometimes that's my heart and other times it makes me so happy, you know. When I can see the recognition in their faces, you know, my heart melts too, you know. Right, right. In closing... What's next for Shane Hess? What other irons do you have in the fire coming up? You have sequels to your book? Yeah, I do. Um, I have the follow-up to Jason Dillon's story. It's called A Happily Ever After. And then I have Nick's story, which he's in the book. I, whoever reads it will know who Nick is. Um, I'm giving him his own story. And then I also started a standalone of something completely different that I am uber, uber excited over because I don't even know where this idea came from. It just popped in my head and I started writing. So <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about all three, you know, but this one just, I don't know where it came from. So I'm really excited about it. Great. That soon. sounds exciting. 
I'm excited for you. So, Shane, give out any contact information, websites, how people can follow you, all your handles. Just give out your contacts. Okay, well, I am on Facebook under author Shane Renee. Um, I also am on Twitter at Shane underscore Renee, R-A-N-A-E. So, they can find me on both of those. You have been listening to the Funk Soul Cafe with your host, Robert Batista. Look for my free short stories, Carmela's Dream and My Baby Has No Name on Smashwords.com. My guest has been debut author Shane Hess, and her exciting book, the first of a series, is called A Minor Happy Ending, an Ever After Novel. Pick up your copy today. Thank you so much, Shane, for being a guest on the Funk Soul Cafe. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Rest in peace, Prince. Good night.